This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am with etiquette expert Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's great to have you on, as always. Um, I, I want to mention, uh, before we get going here, Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, is also the owner of the Protocol School of Texas and the author of Pearls of Polish. Um, so today we are going to talk about, oh, God, this topic sucks because it's it's because it's real and it's it's really affecting people, uh, but we got to do it. It's how to handle a job loss. Yep, um, and you know there are more people going through it than than we'd like to know, but it it is a a big topic. Yeah, um, and you know I, I I mentioned this in our previous podcast we recently did, but uh, this article. Or this podcast is based on an article you recently wrote. So for anybody listening, uh, just know that you can go to the website, hitchmag.com, do a little search on the site, and you can find this article in case you want to go back to some of the some of the ideas that we talk about here today. Um, and there's also, you know, not everything that we talk about is in the article and vice versa. So, you know, if this is a really important topic to you and it's really affecting your life, uh, I recommend, you know, visiting both. Uh, but today, uh, I know you want to hear these tips, so we'll, we'll jump into it for you. Uh, so in how, how to handle a job loss here, um, the, the first thing we're going to, the first point we're going to get at is um, w- there's so many emotions involved uh, when you lose a job, and this one's going to be really tough. But you, uh, the first thing you recommend is, don't argue. Yeah, that's what I say, Steve. I, you know, I often hear, well, how could I have turned it around? And the bottom line is, once you're sitting down in front of the boss or the person that's letting you go, they've already made the decision. So it's counterproductive for you to sit across the table from them and start arguing your point. Point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint. You know, you've gotten to that place for whatever reason it is, so just... You at this point, you take it with dignity. Basically, you know, you listen to what they have to say, and then you move on to reflecting about what did I learn from this entire experience. You know, how did I feel about this job to begin with? Were there issues that they brought up? Were they valid? I mean, were uh, was I truly a, a part of my own downfall? And you know, normally the answer to that is a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. If you've already gotten, if you if you were let go, if you were fired, you already had an inkling that this was going to happen. You were either unhappy. You know, it, it really is, although it's a shock, it shouldn't be 
a surprise. Mm -hmm. So you should really honestly look at what you will do differently when you step into your next job. It, that That is a tough one, too, reflecting, because uh, you really have to take ownership of your role in that situation. And obviously, in a down economy like we're in now, sometimes it is uh, just a, uh, the end result of s slow business. Um, but, right. But again... You know, sometimes you did nothing at all. There are times when you, know, you were laid off because there are not there are not customers. There is not a paycheck, and so you know it, it has. There are sometimes it has everything to do with you, and there are others where it has nothing to do with you. So you know, just look at the situation realistically, and dust yourself off and move forward. You yeah. know, this is not the time to sit down and uh, give up. This is the time to reassess. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it's an exciting time in some ways. You know, what would the ideal job look like for you? And then you go after it. You just start pounding the pavement and, and knocking on doors and write down, make a list of everything you want in a job and just realize that in the interim period, I think this is so important. That perfect job may not be yours next step, but in the meantime, you get a job that's going to sustain you. Mm -hmm. A job oftentimes is is better than absolutely no job, you know, when the bills need to be paid. Sure. You know, I've heard so many people say to me, okay, I want you to, to work with me on getting a job, but I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. I've already <laughs> done this. And, well, there's all these stipulations. Well, guess what? You know, we need to really take a close look at our ego <laughs> <Yeah>. and say, <laughs> in the interim period, I got, I've got to work. Yeah, and so, the, I I was just going to yeah. say, you know, in this reassessment process, uh, this also bounces back to the reflecting because you kind of are, are given an opportunity to reflect on, was I happy in my job? Was I happy doing the work I was doing? Was I satisfied by my career choice? And this right. is, you know, this is an opportunity to begin a new search, to, to start something new if you were going down this path because that was just the path you chose when you were 18 years old getting into college or something and, you know, you might be much older and wiser now. And if, you know, while yes, it's, it, it's terrible to lose a job and be, you know, have these bills hanging over your head, this might be an opportunity to begin a new search for something new, more exciting and maybe more exactly. appropriate. You know, not to sound too ethereal here, or, you know. <laughs> sure, but yeah, of course. <laughs> when one door closes, another one is going to open for you, and you really need to look at the opportunities ahead. You know, you are where you need to be. I just, I, I truly believe that we can find something positive and just about everything there is. And, you know, you, you can sit down and have a good cry and, and get mad and, and punch your pillow, but that's, and that's fine to do, but that's not getting you the job. So, so indulge yourself a little bit and then get moving. Start updating your resume. Get all of your references in order. The references you had on your old resume are not, they're not updated. So this is the time to start calling in some chips and asking, you know, may I put you down on a resume? May I put you down as a reference? Would you write a letter for me? Would you make a call for me? Mm -hmm. You know, just look under every rock. Go to job vacancies at universities. Get on Craigslist. I just found a fabulous, fabulous assistant on Craigslist. Who would have thought? I mean, I didn't think that, you know, but, uh, but 
there are all kinds of potential ways to do your job search. Yeah. Network, network, network. Now, I'm jumping ahead because we were going to talk about networking later, but I'm going to bring it up now. Sure. You know, every fundraiser, every chamber event, every Rotary Club, you know, some people turn their nose up at these, but, you know, these are opportunities to get noticed. Yeah. And, you, you know, this is the time to put your best foot forward. And while we're on that networking uh, angle here, uh, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, the the social networks. I mean, Facebook just recently did, you know, yet again, another big change <laughs> to their to their site structure. Uh, but one of the things that they did do was they linked um, they're, they're, they started to automatically group people according to uh, past employers, uh, family members, and different things, uh, school uh, school ties, school associates. And so because of that, it should be much easier for you as the end user to look and see who you went to college with or uh, who you've worked with in the past and, like you said, reconnect with some of those people, even if you've only been sharing dog photos with them. Now is the time to say, hey, <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm in the field again. I'm available. That's right. And that's why you should never burn any bridges. Because you you never know when you're going to need to go back and 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 see what they can and I hate to say it like this, but see what they can do for you. You know, yeah. you never know what's right around the corner. So even with the boss that just fired you, you know, it's it's uh it's much better to leave on good terms than it is to leave in a huff, you know, in in curse words and slamming doors and, you know, punching the wall on the way out the door. Yeah, which which is a, another perfect example of why you don't want to sit in that chair at the very beginning of this conversation and argue with the person. You know, it's rather, it's it's better to just go out and say, I understand and, you know, ask, ask some of those right. questions that will help you in the future as opposed to damage your opportunities in the future. You know, damage control. You know, you have to practice telling your story. Now, if you were laid off because the company went out of business, that's easy. But if you were laid off because you if you were fired, you know, you left that position not under your own fruition but because they let you go, you need to think about that mm-hmm. and think about what you're going to say and say something, you know, be prepared. Why, why did they, you know, friends would say, well, why did they let you go? Well, rather than saying because I hate my boss because he's a blah, 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 <laughs> you can say, you know, it just it just doesn't seem like I was the best fit for this position, but I found some wonderful opportunities, and I was I got some great training that I think I'm going to be able to use and utilize in my next job, so I'm so grateful for the opportunities that they gave me. You know, you need to spin it to a positive rather than a negative, yeah, that and, is... and keep practicing until you're comfortable. So it, it shouldn't be a lie. It needs to be something that's really true, because even in the worst job, you learned something. There was something that you learned that you can turn turn a negative into a positive. Sure. That one of my one of my favorite uh boilerplate um explanations for why somebody was let go was, you know, philosophical differences. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, there you go. How and, do you how do you question that one? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And then but I I agree it's it's such a great point that you make which is, you know, after you've practiced telling your story to to use that positive spin to it and and keep it positive. Um but when you go forward, how can we how can we um, 
continue to tell these stories, particularly, again, I'm going to keep harping on this and this really awful economy. Uh, how do we keep positive and keep the story positive? Uh, because I'm sure there's going to be some resentment that builds up over time the longer it goes where we are struggling to find a job and we find right. ourselves um, maybe falling into a bit of a rut. How, how do you stay positive and stay out of that rut as time goes by? You can always continue to hone your skills. I think it's so important for us, those of us that have already been out in the work world, and once we have to change jobs, like you said earlier, all of a sudden, well, we've been doing this since we were 18. Well, what else do we do? Well, this is the time to look at this as an opportunity, a challenge. While you are looking for a job, hone your skills or, or volunteer. That's a great way to get new work experience or offer to do some just some temp work. Go to a temp agency or you might know and you just look around your neighborhood. There's always, there's always some place that you can just go and see what you can do. And some of those interim jobs become long-term, full-time jobs. We should not discount anything. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the time to really be creative. And and we have to stay out of that rut in our in our brain, in our ma- you know, with our mouth. We should not bad mouth. You know, once we over a period of time we continue with these negative attitudes and it's sending the wrong message. What we think becomes our reality and it becomes what we do. So Absolutely. we really need to stay focused, you know, focus on our, our future, not our past, and just stay out of the fringes. You know, if somebody says, well, you know, I, I can't stand your boss, you don't have to go there. Yeah. You can just say, well, you know, we, we did have some differences, but there were a lot of positives I took from that job opportunity that I'm going to take with me in my next. Because people really want to do business and hire people that they respect and they mm-hmm. like. Now, people like to like the dish, they, they may like the dish with someone, but they're not going to necessarily want to hire that same person. Sure. So, and, and I think it's important to remember that just because you were let go does not define you as a person. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, it's simply economic sometimes, and also it might be because of personality conflicts, but you can't let that define you and define your self-confidence level. Yeah. You know, everybody has their own opinions, and you just have to you have to stay focused. Set your mind on finding work and contributing and finding something that you are you know of value to you. You just wake up every morning and say, "What am I going to do today? Make a list, a list, and another list, and just check it off." Mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about uh, not bad mouthing your former employer or colleague. Another thing to think about in that scenario is if you're talking to somebody who could potentially hire you, one of the things that has to be running through their head is, is this the way they're going to talk about me if they disagree with something? That's right. And something you have to think about because when this potential, and everyone is a potential employer. Sure. Everyone. You have to look at and I'm not saying use them. I'm saying look at them in that light. You know, we're not trying to be artificial or, or not genuine. But, but truly, the reality is there are, everyone that we meet has something to offer, some, mm-hmm. some, something great to offer. And for us, we have to take responsibility. We need to prepare ourselves right now. And that means cleaning up 
our Facebook page, cleaning up our social media because our potential bosses or even our friends that could be our potential employers can go to our Facebook page and see all kinds of things there that they shouldn't that they shouldn't see. Uh, it, that, we, that is such a pet peeve of mine. It drives me crazy when I see things on people's Facebook page. And I just, uh, I, and I understand it's a personal page and, you know, people go ahead and post whatever you want, but God, for crying out loud, I just feel like it's do public something. and it doesn't matter if and it's it, a private link, it still can be seen. I mean, there is a way, you know, it can be, <clears throat> it can be passed on. It could be, the story can be retold. And it's permanent too. That's the other thing. It's, it's forever. And yeah. I have to tell you, on a personal note, I stopped doing business with, and I'll be real generic, I mean real <laughs> general, I stopped doing business with someone with a, with a, with a very good reputation in the community uh-huh. until I went to the Facebook page and all I could see was from her neck to her belly button dancing. <laughs> and, you know, that did it for me because now she's on, she would have been on my Facebook page. And, you know, you know it really says something about the person's judgment. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, That's what I think, too. And I used to um, I used to be in a position where I would hire all these incoming uh, like interns and things where, you know, they were all, of course they were up on social media in terms of using it. But I'll tell you right now, the first thing that I did was I went to Google, I went to Facebook, I started doing all my searches and I started just weeding through the stack of resumes just on that alone without even reading qualifications because I figured I knew I could, I could get more information from just those choices than I could on how well they handled the job that was the bullet point on their on their resume. That's right, because what you see on Facebook is what you're going to see when they're out representing your company. Yes, when they're not <laughs> putting up that facade of trying to that's right. wow you in the interview. Exactly. That's right. That's right. So uh, that's a, a primary point for people who are looking for a job to think about. They need to think about cleaning up what people normally do not see, because Employers will look and be prepared for the question, what are, your, what are your strengths and weaknesses? We always get to this point in an interview, and then they say, well, oh, gosh, I, I don't know. I can't think. I can't think. Well, you need to think. You need to have these, you need to have these ready and be prepared. And the, the, final, the final blow is when an employer asks, do you have any questions? And you say, no, I'm good. Yes. <laughs> ask, ask, ask. Have some questions. Even if you know the answer, ask those questions. So I know we're talking about handle, how to handle a job loss, but this also segues into how to go after a job and what to, what to do once you're in that interview. And it's so important to put your best foot forward and do some planning, you know, and preparation. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't have, you don't have to have, uh, go after the job of your dreams the first go around, but you certainly need to be doing something to get there. And mm-hmm. you don't even know the job of your dreams yet, perhaps. Yeah. You know, one thing might lead to another. So always stay open-minded. Yeah. And uh, that's such a great point, too, because a job loss is not something that's permanent. And so I think it's it's great that we're segueing into that point of getting back <laughs> into the workforce. So, um, and, and the whole point 
as well about um, being open-minded to opportunities. Uh, a little personal story. My wife uh, graduated with, uh, with a degree in one thing. And uh, after she was in the workforce, uh, found that, you know, eh, she wasn't really digging it as much as she thought she would. And just doing a random recreational activity with some friends uh, was talking to one of the friends and they were looking to hire somebody and thought based on her personality, uh, not even her qual- – they're like, you know, we know you're smart. We know you could learn. Uh, but, you know, we, need, we were looking for somebody with your personality type to take over this job. And if you'd be willing to give it a shot, you know, we could use somebody like you. And now she's about to celebrate her 10-year anniversary um, That's how it happens. At a really, gr- <laughs> at a really, really great job. So, uh, yeah. So it's always being open. It's being flexible. That's right. It's always looking for a great opportunity and being and and making yourself a, to, uh, marketable. You mm-hmm. know, people do business with people they like, and they're going to hire someone that they trust. And mm-hmm. that's we really need to think about the image that we project. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, Diane, um, that is going to do it for us this week. So, um, again, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, Another great podcast as usual. So thank you so much. It's always my pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Uh, Before you guys uh, hit the pause button here, I want to remind you that you are listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert who obviously you understand is uh, amazing Um, she is the owner of the protocol school of texas is also the author of pearls of polish and you can get more information uh, from her website protocolschooloftexas.com you can follow diane on twitter at diane gotsman you can follow me on Twitter at Hitch Media. Uh, you can also get more information uh, on Facebook. Uh, our website is facebook.com slash hitched. Uh, we co- uh, connect directly to Diane there, or you can just do a search uh, for the Protocol School of Texas and find her that way. Um, and uh, that's going to do it for us this week. So uh, one last time, thank you so much, Diane, and I'm really looking forward to doing this again soon here. Okay. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.